Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, episode 165. 100, 165 hours of us trying to figure out what the hell we think about everything. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week we're going to talk about Jeff Bezos's letter. Bezos letter, his 2020, 2020 letter to shareholders. Is that right? Uh, yeah, for, oh, April 15th, 2021, uh, where he talked about all sorts of things. And it was a very um, sort of, it's, you know, it's obviously cleverly written to try and make you doubt everything you hate about Jeff and everything, <laughs> his billionaireship and wanting to go to space and live forever and all that kind of thing. Meanwhile, there's people dying. There's p- terrible things happening. Um yeah, so we're going to have a sort of skim through that and talk about some related sort of workplace stuff, unions, um, etc. Etc. <laughs> Alternative <laughs> approaches to this sort of CEOing. Yeah, and uh, we're going to talk about the power that people have mm. um, who have got money and can pay us our wages, and how just the money may not really be enough mm. perhaps um to make you a nice employer or maybe not i don't know well, and if you're a greedy gut who has to sit on piles of money then should you be publicly held to account i think so yes and this is that public accounting <laughs> that is so richly needed <laughs> Life is reasonably pleasant. As it would I'd be say. in your island paradise. In my, or... Yes, in my hashtag island life. Um, yes, garden's looking fantastic. The fact That's that the garden, the garden is at the, the top of your uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> consciousness. Is... My, my daughter has taken to go, because I get up in the morning and I do a garden inspection. Hmm. And, she, and she literally rolls her eyes and goes... There she goes again, looking <laughs> at her plants. <laughs> it's like, I've got to see how my seeds are doing. Also, we've now, ere- well, we haven't erected. We paid some people to erect a metal frame over our terrace where we mm. sit outside, where the stones sink from the episode before, <laughs> before last <laughs> is going to live. And uh, now I need to grow things up it to give it green cover. I see. If you thought about writing the word booty crudely on the top of your frame, as our next door neighbours have a marquee a couple of doors down, you look out the back, they've got this green marquee in their back garden. It's just got sort of booty scrawled on it. We saw booty. a fox sleeping under it the other day. I don't know. Well, we don't know no. why. We can't, We wouldn't be able to write on ours. That wouldn't work because no. it, it lets rain through. Yes, okay. It's just a frame for plants to grow over. Got um, it. So I'm quite pleased with that. I bought some plants last week and planted them. And so and we've named them all. We've <laughs> <laughs> got uh, Jeremy the Vine. Good one. But <laughs> we've got Winston the Wisteria. These are very clever. We've got um, Heather, who's a fern, which is also entertains me no end asking about all the plants by name. Um, but yeah, that's really the highlights of the week. How are you, Michael? Anthropomorphised leaves. Uh, I am better than last week. I uh, my, yeah. my my uh, side effects were short lived. Um, it was just that one night, really. Um, what was I going to say? The um, I, the cold showers. I Bruce. I saw Chip Tim with. He's doing the cold showers, but yeah. And I started doing his technique, which is cold. Get in when you first turn it on, so it's cold. Ah, then wait for the water to get warmer. Ah, ah, and then um, and we've got like uh, sh- and then uh, but we've got like um, this soap shampoo, shampoo soap bar now Whoa. which works really well so i've been using that and then turn up crank off the hot water and go wait uh, with the little panicked feeling they go and try and stay under there for a meaningful enough time that you're like what did i do what am i doing and then you come out feeling very revitalized so that's still going 
Um, Good. And then um, just in my uh, work day, I, do you know, why does everything take so long? <laughs> why does everything take weeks? Like what? Just wanted to like reorganize my done good so that it guides you in a bit more gently, but just and then I just realized that the pay this week I just realized the paying process was suboptimal and I needed to learn how to integrate the webhook callback so that I could send good emails when someone pays and when someone misses a thing or when it's about to renew soon and do all that. And it's also mysterious and I'm not quite sure what I'm gonna get and it's gonna crash and I'm not gonna know and I've just been I've been, I've had my head down for so long trying to get this thing all under test and all nice and robust and all nice and clear. And it's just taking weeks and weeks and weeks. And it was just supposed to be a quick thing I could do. Um, Maybe you should lower your standards. Try and get some. Well, it's, it's hard, though, because, well, I don't know. It's like once you kind of know you need to look at something and then you've been putting off and then you start looking at it, you go, I know why I was putting this off. And... <laughs> By by heck, it's uh, it's complicated. Um, but it is. It just means that I was like, oh yeah, I need to just put some proper monitoring on this so that a service can send me an email if it crashes, and then I can grab the data and then I can plug that into my unit test, which I now have. Blah 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 blah. Like maintaining a sort of production ready system is. There's a reason not everyone does this, and they hire a developer, and it takes a year longer than they expected, and blah blah blah. So I'm not feeling as agile as I would like, but I I am doing a good job on it i think so hopefully it all pays off later but not sooner at this point but yeah I, i'm 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 good i'm i'm sort of um, i'm definitely feeling the the sun's out it's still really cold here voted yesterday still really cold here yeah it's like i mean we we're beyond heating and stuff but it is definitely unseasonably cold hmm. uh, uh we're not can't really go swimming yet sea's still too cold yeah. normally we'd be in the sea yeah. we'd be being it would be being summer well it was down um, to like two degrees yesterday so like uh, this week and it's like what the hell is going on but yeah anyway it's, also it's we, called climate change it's called climate change sorry it's called climate catastrophe Catast- climate climate disaster climate disaster um yes also i i I defrosted i took an iceberg out the back of our fridge which there will be images of now when i cut to music So here we are talking about Jeff Bezos and his letter to shareholders. Um, well, it's a, it's quite a long letter, so we're not going to like read it out. No. But um, <laughs> what was the bit that you were talking about? Well, we could read out that bit again, that you that you read out to me. Where was that? Um, <laughs> about like... employees. Okay, so I mean, I yeah, that are able to take informal breaks. Blah blah blah. Okay. I... <clears throat> okay, I'm going to read now, it. In, in a, oh. Michael and Ivanka's highly professional podcast, <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've lost that window. Oh, uh, well, Ivanka. Okay, well, I'll oh, read it out. Ivanka. I was just I thought it would be good. I'll, well, I can be Jeff. I'll do it. Oh, I've what, got does it Jeff, I've got it. what does Jeff Bezos sound like? I don't think I've ever heard American. him talk. If you've well, read some of the news reports. <laughs> you might think we have no care for employees. In those reports, our employees are sometimes accused of being desperate souls and treated as robots. That's not accurate. They're sophisticated and thoughtful people who have options for where to work. When we survey fulfillment centre employees, 94% say they would recommend Amazon to a friend as a place of work. Employees are able to take informal breaks throughout their shifts to stretch, get water, use the restroom or talk to a manager, all without impacting their performance. These informal work breaks are in addition to the 30-minute lunch and 30-minute break built into their normal schedule. There we go. And um, what we know is we, there's that podcast interview, which uh, we'll, we'll be linking. Well, we'll link to this letter below, but we'll also link to this podcast interview with um, one of this, this Amazon employee that sort of got the ball rolling on some unionization and sort of like really got it's sort of resulted in a lot more people talking about it, including Joe Biden going like, yeah, unions. Um, 
But she was saying, like, she was talking about it in a very different way to that and saying, like, yes, technically you get these breaks, but they have this measurement, this this really sort of oppressive metric called time off task, which is how long are you away from your primary task? And that's measured and used in ways that aren't, like, transparent with the employees, basically. So everyone's terrified to have any time off task and it makes them it's always being factored into these equations of whether or not to take a toilet break now or just try and kind of hold out for a bit longer or use a bottle or whatever because you've got this sort of like and that's not to say that every employee doesn't you know a lot of employees sort of quite like that it stops people like slacking off but on the other hand there's this there's this sort of like um there's this sort of mechanized mechanical approach to that yeah, a lot of data, a lot of metrics, and it's not entirely transparent. And you can you can't even like talk to a man. You have to kind of go through an app to talk to a manager, like, yeah, and you all, don't yeah. even know who your manager is on one day. So sort of getting any support or any answers from anyone is 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 not great. Um, so I think one of her examples that she gives. So I think to to that it, it is undoubtedly true that many people whose alternatives are minimum or below minimum wage jobs this is a this is a good alternative amazon does pay uh something like 15 dollars something an hour which is above minimum wage in the states and so um and that is positive and well done and all that jazz uh and but the 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 exa- one of the examples she gives is that uh you get spot security checks yeah, yeah, and that was enough. And yeah. and she was like, "Well, is this going to count against my time off task?" And they were like, "Well, it's only one minute thirty seconds or something." It was like, "Well, it's my one minute thirty seconds," and I don't know. And so I think part of it is the is the mysteriousness of how the data is going to be used against you, yeah. And therefore, keeping I think must be like really just stressful to have it hanging over you, which I think is where the like the inhumanity of it comes in yeah and that wasn't time off task by the way that was break that was oh, coming that was out break. of that 30 oh, yeah, minute yeah. break that, out? That's, yeah, yeah. That i'm gonna get frisked at random on my way out of work um but that's it's the thing it just goes to sh- like the fact that amazon giving a 15 dollar minimum wage is uh, something that they get to celebrate and say look we're better than all these other employers is just it's it's a problem with america more than it's a problem with like it's that shouldn't be something to trumpet about really given the amount of money amazon is making and the amount of that that jeff bezos is personally taking home it shouldn't we shouldn't really be comparing it to other employers it should be compared to like what the money amazon's actually making where and then it looks very bad and then once so that's why it's sort of important that they sort of pass, you know, if they raise the minimum wage to $15, then Amazon doesn't get to have yeah, that halo to be anymore a in the first place. Yeah. Because really, like, why are people having to work for an unlivable wage in yeah. the first place? Um, and I think it's the the other uh, interesting, well, I think it is interesting thing about it, is the, the fact that it's a uh, a measure... Sorry, I can't get my sentence out now. This is the this is shifting to live means it's harder to edit myself as I go along. Uh, I can't rely on Michael cutting out the ups and ours. <laughs> um, so, but there are other examples as well of what the kind of things they did to stop people unionising. Yes. So they, I, I understand that they are. I, I've read and we've discussed this before that there are many people who enjoy and are happy working in these conditions, yeah. and that's cool. But I, you know, they they are they they employed some quite dirty tricks. It yeah. sounds like certainly yeah. to stop people being able to gather sufficiently to discuss unions. Yes, um, and people are afraid of joining a union. If you are in a uh, in a if you are have suddenly bagged this job that pays you more than the alternatives mm. and the idea of asking for something if you're afraid that that might rock the boat and somehow stop you from having this job or enjoying the benefits i think that's quite a big it's a big risk to take yeah to sort of go excuse me mm. <laughs> where's my job 
And um, they'll, 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 it's funny, like, they'll, they'll do this, oh, well, you know, these membership fees are expensive and they'll sort of paint these unions as sort of just wanting your money and, like, they're not going to give you anything and, you know, you could use that money for something else. And obviously, like, that kind of short circuits the idea that, no, if we pay them, then they'll help us get generally paid better is the idea and like generally have protections that we don't currently have i saw this um i heard this about i don't know if it, i don't want to say the wrong company but it was jb sports or someone like that but apparently they had like anti-union stuff in the in the toilets or whatever it said like um the membership is 700 dollars a year and look at the, the new playstation 5 is that so what would you rather have and just um tactics like it's that quite sad really yeah i think but there's propaganda, but then there's also just a, a use of their power to sort of actually kind of get a stoplight duration changed because they're Amazon, um, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I mean, you think if if your sole purpose is to uh, just make as much money as possible, which Amazon's clearly is, yeah. there's no, they are incredibly good at selling shit and getting it to us uh, and making money. And that's why... Bezos gets to sit on a on a on a mountain range of money, mm. but it's like, is that really the? Is that is that enough? I mean, it, I, I, the thing I think about often when I talk about unions. I mean, my English grandpa was very active in unions. Um, he helped. Uh, he was a pharmacist. He helped pharmacists become part of one of the unions. Unfortunately, I don't know the, the, the details correctly, but he was somebody who encouraged me to join a union. And we talked about things like working conditions in our family, in our home. Mm. I mean, one of the things that, that um, perhaps people don't realise is like the power of the, you know, we owe the eight-hour working day to things like the Russian Revolution hmm. because it scared people. The fact that that could happen freaked out um, people, industrialists elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, and so to the point where, I, you know, if you look at a lot of the, the, the um, memorials to people who died in the First World War in Britain, it says 1914 to 1919. Hmm. And the First World War ended in 1918. It's because troops were sent try and help squash quash the revolution right. so like it's not you know working the rights of workers have been very hard earned mm -hmm. and many people have lost their lives for those uh, and to take them lightly i think is incredibly disrespectful uh, for nothing you know for no yeah. for nothing else she says being all soapboxy and serious but it's true um, if yeah, it's the thing like if Amazon is really the Earth's best employer and the yes, Earth's safest God. place to work in capital, you know, um, what wh what are you worried about then? <laughs> are you worried about unions trying to get? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What's wrong with people being a what? You know, unions do other things. Like I, I, um, uh, they, they, they're a place. They're a source of help. If nothing else. Yeah. In fact, you know, be really progressive. Pay people's union membership for them. Yeah, you know, exactly. like cover it off. <laughs> be, you know, you're so good. Give them access to help and advice that's going to help them. I mean, I, I just I've give them what the unions give them. Even like just yeah. okay, give us a lawyer if we need it. Give us even though exactly. there's, there's a problem with that because the, the lawyer might be. You know, you don't really want the company's lawyer when you're kind of going up against the company, but. No, and so I, I, um, I do, uh, I don't know if I've told this story on podcast before, but I, I had a, a work situation years ago, 19, maybe 2000, something like that. Um, and uh, at the time I was a member of a union as a sort of IT professional, but um, it was one my grandfather had recommended. Said, you are a member of union, aren't you? Said, yes, grandpa, of course I am. So joined and... Um, probably was the only person in the business that was a member or had any kind of union membership and I had this very um, uncomfortable situation with a boss who uh, basically asked me if I would sleep with a client in order to win a contract nice. and obviously I responded in the negative and then he tried to turn it he was like <laughs> you know uh, how people are and I uh, phoned the union and told my union rep about the scenario. And it was, he was at the very minimum, a, it was a good and useful 
conversation, but he also told me, and it's advice I've passed on to other people, is that if you don't do something about these things, at the very least, write a letter to the management, yeah. even if you don't want to go tribunal. You need to do it to to help yourself heal otherwise it sort of sits there festering in your in your mind so for me that that i had no financial gain from that union membership whatsoever except a sympathetic ear which Mm. was invaluable to me and sort of an unbiased sympathetic ear i guess yeah but yeah i did that's why i knew the lawyer thing was because uh i we have heard about this that's the only advantage I've heard. Well, it's, it's, it's all I know about unions is <laughs> from what you've told me. I'm going to cut. It's the it was... delay on the video that freaks my brain out. Oh dear! Well, we're back on. Uh, but, but I just—I just showed a video of the iceberg in the back of our fridge um, <laughs> before I removed it. The next one nice. is going to be me taking it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's—I was going to say right. The reason Amazon is such an effective company, the reason, the things that make Amazon so. I mean, for want of a better word, good as a, mm. as as an online retailer, as a business. Um, it's, it's, I mean, some of it is right place at the right time, right? Like invention of internet, viability of like online payments, all that kind of thing. Jeff was in the right place at the right time for that. So we can sort of take some of it away because of that. But like Amazon is very, very good at like, optimizing and measuring and automating and removing craft and making promises to to customers that we like we just being knowing you're going to get something the next day or the same day and it's going to come and there's going to be a certain level of quality to that service and just then they're just the effective monopoly status means that they can have their own fleets of delivery drivers and and sort of just continue to sort of build on this promise of it's it's very hard to sort of not buy something from Amazon sometimes because Like, and I try now, I first, if I'm going to buy something, I go to some independent retailer and then I go, okay, that's not too bad. And then I go to checkout and it's like 15 pounds delivery. And I'm like, because you Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It is is tricky. And they, I mean, they are a really amazing business. If you're measuring business yeah. by how wealthy it's making Jeff Bezos. But by also by the quality of the service that it gives everyone, really. Like, we get really cheap stuff really quickly. Like, it's, it's, yes, there's this huge wealth thing, but also, like, the company is a, it's a very, like, no one's doing it as well as Amazon. And that it sort of makes it, it makes it difficult to sort of go, well, you need to change how you operate um, because of human rights um, but I still want my cheap goods and I still want my stuff. But yes, I just want to like just see, balance out and say of, like they yeah. are doing an incredible job. On, and I and right, living like, in the UK, living in Brighton, you yeah. know, I, I ordered many a thing. I, I, I freely confess that I still haven't got my kin, got rid of my Kindle, which <laughs> I've had for 12 years, yeah. 13 years, whatever it is. It's like, you know, it's very hard to get rid of these products that are really good. But or where he says he's the earth's best employer that's where i start getting twitchy cuz living now on an island where i can't get next day delivery on anything mm. turns out i don't need it yeah, well, that's the... <laughs> do you know what i mean like uh can i get foods in- instantly yes i can can i get that exact brand of beans i wanted no nope. Does it matter? Not really. Not really very much at all. You know, like I've even had things ordered. Uh, I had uh, on the garden story. I bought myself a, a chopper that chops up all my pruned things so that I make my own mulch, my own wood chippings. And I ordered one, and then they were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's coming." And then three, four weeks later, they, three or four weeks later, mm. <laughs> they 
cancelled the oh sorry we couldn't get one they cancelled the order <laughs> <laughs> so I went but it's like oh that's a shame uh, I was looking forward to my chopper but so we went we did go on an outing and buy one which was you know to went to the mainland but you know you, the stuff just doesn't happen that quickly yeah, and, be- and it really doesn't matter it's true it's like do we really need this stuff injected directly into our veins not really but i mean for me like how can you be the earth's best employer if 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 the owner is a billionaire and the the staff are on minimum wage barely it's like you know it's like okay great but how's that a good employer (laughs) you're measuring (laughs) the the wrong thing if you think you're the earth Earth's best employer, which is 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 sneaky, sneaky wording, isn't it? Because it's sort of like well, it's sort of leading the into the Earth. climate thing yeah. as well, like the climate pledge. He just wants to put language in. I mean, this thing is very sort of massaged and perfected. This letter, you have to. Sort oh, it's of, beautiful. It's um, it's like <laughs> oh yeah, that I means seems like plain talking, common sense. It makes a lot of sense, but as soon as you start to go, wait, wait a minute, it's not your job to fix decide how to fix the climate it's oh. the government it's the it's our job it's, yeah, it's we, ta- yeah. you should be paying your taxes blah 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 pay yeah, your taxes was, this isn't your responsibility get to, you know you do your responsibilities because you're a big company but then you pay your taxes and let us you know let that let the government create jobs green new deal all these things that will allow like the focus not to have this uh, financial bias to everything Absolutely. And I, I think the, the, the idea that it can be driven from private business is really quite, you know, I don't know, icky. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know how I was thinking about this yesterday because I was, I was trying to find some uh, some non-poisonous paint. I'm the kind of person that first Googles like, what are the impact of? And then I try and find like the thing. And yes, yes, I Google it. All right. But, you know, <laughs> um, but it's like... Uh, um, so, you know, you go and you try and find, you know, environmentally friendly paint for wood in your garden. Mm. And it's like, can't they just ban the stuff that's bad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, why do I have to do the work? We managed to ban CFCs and that's done quite, yeah, that's that done very no well. And that's been effective. So, come on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, you know, like the, the, you can only claim to be the Earth's best employer if you're actually doing things more broadly for the Earth than compensating for all the shit you're pumping into the world. And because that's a lot of what this is. I want to continue to be a bazillionaire because he's not even just a billionaire, isn't he? It's no, something like $114 billion. It's like that's beyond billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if you, I want to be, I want to continue to be this hoarder. Um, and therefore, in order to support that, I'm going to have to do something. Otherwise, the climate's going to collapse. And then, oh, then I want to have loads of money. Money might stop meaning anything. Um, yeah, no. Uh, uh, so, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. This is this is all a sort of like he's certainly justified it to himself. Yeah, yeah. Right, and and he's justified it to lots of people. That I, I hate the um. You know, he starts off with that letter of someone going, "Hey, thanks for being so brilliant, Jeff. Amazon is amazing. Oh, good luck going. To, I hope I hope you get to catch up and relax and do some space exploration. Yeah." It's a, it's it's a very like um, wealth power perspective. Everything's just relaxed and easy, isn't it? Well, you get to make jokes about that um, and sort of you know ignore the ignore everything. Yeah, you've made some other people rich. Congratulations. Um, but the, all those people that are generating that wealth, I, it's not even like. How much of like it, it? How much of this is generated by things like Amazon Marketplace, where he's not? They're not even. They're just. Like, do they ship stuff to? Do they just send stuff to the fulfillment center, or like how do? I, how do? I don't, I don't even know, know how that works. I think but. it depends. Um, but they. But the, but the thing. The thing about this, the way he's even talking about people, my biggest problem with it is it just sounds really disrespectful. Yes, we let people take informal breaks throughout their shifts to stretch or get water or use the restroom. I mean, do you... Wow. Surely <laughs> that should a company be a... Talk, boasting about that. Boasting that <laughs> you let LBI people was take... like, we let you go to the toilet. Some, that's fine. <laughs> stretch your legs. It's like, 
are you serious? I mean, I <laughs> like understand as well. And the, the, the weird thing about it is that you kind of understand that, like, you know, part of that podcast, the New York Times one was like, oh, but, you know, pe- some people like it because it recognises their work ethic and it, mm. it makes it harder for people to be loungers and scroungers and all of that kind of stuff. But it's like... There's a line I, somewhere and it's, it's clearly, and, and, and one of the things that makes Amazon so successful is the efficiencies and the automation and, and the, the ability to turn human labor into this kind of interchangeable part yeah. um, that, that, that they can sort of like train efficiently, monitor yeah. efficiently, um, sort of like give them limited responsibilities, manage them by this sort of like cloud of managers that are accessible through an app and all these things. But that it's essentially those people at the bottom are I like what you know. We I watched Nomadland at the weekend, yeah. which you know, with Frances McDormand, who's probably her bet the best. The best paying job she has is the Amazon job. So she'll, oh, you know, she'll go into the fulfillment center and, and work there. Um, but in terms of dignity, and, and there is a sort of like theme of dignity in that where, you know, she's mm. got her, she's living in this van and, and like things are, it's, it's, it's interesting. I would recommend it. It's, you know, yeah, I watched it. We know. watched it last weekend. It was, it's brilliant. <clears throat> um, just the people that sort of opt out of the system and how hard it is to opt Mm. out of the system and then even then i think there's that the thing that even to survive outside the system you still rely on the system to some extent but but for most of them they were opting out because they couldn't afford to be in yeah well yeah yeah it was a financial decision yeah and and financial circumstances hell all these things that and i think like something you well something we can go on to like um about the timpson person and and the ex cons kind of thing that like hiring people out of prison is it's an interesting um um angle on that position because people are people are because it it, but i I was trying to make a point about dignity really and about how um is is the money like i it, it seems very it seems like dignity is at the bottom of the list in some ways for but and do you have more dignity selling rocks by the roadside for someone than like being this sort of like interchangeable part in an Amazon warehouse? You probably like have a better time. You probably feel more human getting to um, like polish some rocks up. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Though. I mean, like, I, that's I, probably I a terrible I, job. Like, I'm I'm quite glad that you've introduced the word dignity because mm. I was hooked on respect. Mm. But I think what makes it. Um, what makes it uncomfortable is the lack of dignity, mm. really, um, and to sort of assume, yeah. So that that and that interchangeable part, it's just not. It's just Does, what was that what, what you'd think we were more than that. Yeah, no. I mean, that in, scene, yeah, but, in that in that interview, the woman. Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, sorry, I was trying. To, I was interrupting. <laughs> Come on. She goes. She talked about. I think some one of in one of the articles or podcasts, something. Somebody used the word slave, mm. and. You know, it's like if you have no autonomy and no choice, which basically that measuring thing is 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 saying, then how far apart? You know, it, it's a it's you are it, it's it's just it is under it's yeah. Not, automating it's something just uh, scales the whims. It's like the UN poverty. It just scales up the power of the whims of the people that created the system. And it's harder for anyone to ch- change it because there's no sort of like judgment happening in the chain no. anymore. It's just like Jeff thought this would work and so it happened. And now it's just automatically imposed on everyone. And like they've got no one to talk to about the problems that it's causing them and the questions. They've got no one to ask questions of like, does this take away from my time on task? Um, I'm finding it difficult to do this yeah. because I'm sort of this far away from this thing and there's this person's doing this. And, and you just can't. You don't I get to I, yeah. speak person to person, right? No, I, I can't imagine living under that stress. No. Well, really. I just can't, I just can't deal with like, you know, I would... The, what it takes away is the sort of the possibility for an actual vindictive boss to uh, like... Uh, like that sort of lottery of is your boss going to be just terrible and then you're sort of stuck with them. It's, it sort of like automates out some of that, but it, it creates this different sort of... The way all technology does, it tries to replace something, but it's just replace it with something different. 
that has the problems that technology has, which is like yeah. things just, you, yeah. Yeah, you reminded me. I, what, I've read Hello World this week mm-hmm. by Hannah Fry, which is brilliant. That's a, that's a, she, she covers off a lot of this sort of where algorithms um, kind of trying to replace humans don't necessarily make things better uh but she weighs it up it's very interesting and one to pick up but the um but the 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 thing i was going to to say about the uh automation uh was oh i've lost my train of thought now because you reminded me of of uh that that because you reminded me of um ah the ultimate the the hello world book yeah yeah. um but yeah so you replace things with something that that sort of ultimately yeah it sort of behaves in a different way and it doesn't necessarily it it sort of improves some aspects but like creates new problems i guess yeah i've remembered now what it was it's like when you when talking about the pressure being constantly measured we've talked about this before i've I've, Mm. it's been a long long time since i've been in a job where i had to be at a particular place in a particular place at a particular time. and But I have been waiting for a tube when the tubes have been horribly delayed and seen people really freak out because mm. they're not going to get to work on time and they're going to lose their job. Yeah, You know, and it's like the, the sort of rigidity of those rules don't account for the world. And this, this is a problem with systems in general, isn't it? <laughs> so if you don't have some sort of human ability to make a judgment at some point in a system, then you just end up something that the people like push up against the edges of and have problems with those hard edges. In the, so it's, 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 it's a deep generalised problem of human yeah. existence and society. But um, the way, you know, Amazon, Amazon would like us to believe that they're doing this sort of brilliant, perfect job of it. But it's, you know, there's clearly... I, uh, I just yeah and if you take away the ability for the staff to you if you sort of stop people unionizing and being able to have some sort of other alternative perspective than the company who is incentivized to sort of get maximize their profits from you and not really for your like they'll look after you to the extent that that it keeps you healthy that you can keep making the money but sort of in terms of going a bit deeper into the sort of dignity it's harder i'm gonna s- The other, the thing I was going to say about Frances McDormand in uh, in uh, Nomadland is she's constantly resisting charity because, and I think it's on that basis of dignity. As soon as you say, "Oh, there's a there's a homeless shelter over here, and you can get some free food," it sort of takes away your sense that you are a like a valid, dignified person who has made a choice to live in a van and made a choice, you know. Uh, that I'm going to be cold. Yes, I can deal with that. Please don't patronise me with charity because people, people want to feel useful and they want to like they don't want to feel like they're a drain on society if they can avoid it. Like, but I think there's plenty of research that shows that that's like people feel awful when they have no sort of agency and they're not able yeah. to um you know contribute anything. It was a. I did. I did that. I want one of my one of those things that stuck with me in that film where some she meets the, that child in the in the um, shop. Then goes, oh, "I've heard you're homeless." He says, oh, "No, I'm houseless." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, um, which is you know kind of a, a different thing, but yeah. Yes, I get that um, stigma off me. Do you want to talk about that Timps, the Timpson guy and how he approaches? Because that sort of touches on the whole measurement thing. It does, yeah. yeah. He's like, there's this, it came up this week. So I, I'm sure we've already talked about Timpsons at some point, but if you I don't, don't know, I don't think we have. Um, they are a uh, basically a retail chain, UK retail chain, mostly do, do things like key cutting, shoe repair, um, uh, dry cleaning that kind yeah. of stuff and they I hope famously employ people who have been in prison uh, not exclusively but they don't reject people just because they've been in prison and so and they also do some nice things like um, 
if you if you're going to a job interview, you're unemployed. They will clean your suit for free. Um, there's ver- various things they do, and he's quite he's on Twitter. He's quite human. Uh, he's father started the business i think it was his father started the business but the the son is definitely in charge now and he's quite a he comes across very well on twitter he's a trustee or or chair or something of the prison reform trust Uh, but they fostered his parents fostered a lot of children when he was Mm. a kid and that's i think even though he's clearly had a privileged life from a point of view from a financial point of view his parents kind of obviously made sure that their children were a bit more aware that it's not that simple for everybody Mm. Um, but he wrote this in this in this times of measuring and measuring and counting, you know, having data and using data. He put out this article. I only came across it this week or, or last uh, talking about how they don't capture loads of data at <laughs> Timpson's. The, uh, the, the, he asks every store, every every shop to manually report the day's takings every day via some sort of online form. Uh, so he and he uh, and that's really the only number that they are interested in Mm. Uh, he as a business as the owner of the business he's interested in what the bank balance is every day and so his finance team send him the bank balance uh, at today and what it was this time last year (laughs) and that's his like those are his main data figures um, Reminds which, me that I've got a lot to learn about cash flow because this does seem to be the secret of good business. Yeah. It's not like future. It's just like how much money have you got in the bank right now? Because if yeah. you haven't got money in the bank right now, you can't really do. Then you've much. not really yeah. got yeah. And I, and I think it's not about. I mean, someone gave me that advice years ago regarding my personal finances. It's like oh, so and so's always got money, but every morning he looks at his bank balance. Mm. I was like, oh yeah, mm. Nick does it as well. It's like. He just, I think it just, it's like weighing yourself. We've talked about that. It's like, okay, maybe I can't have extra, you know, do extra shopping today or (laughs) woohoo. Well, I look at my, um, I look, I've got Monzo as my main bank and actually like I do look every day (laughs) because there's a little green ring and I try and sort of keep under the, like you're ahead of your spending now. So I've just sort of got it all set up so that I'm using it properly. So I'm like, I'm 15 pounds ahead of my thing this, uh, as of today. But it's always hard. It's sort of disin- It made me realise, like, I was talking to Sharon about it. Like, she waits till payday and then buys the things she's been waiting to buy. But if I do that, I'm, like, really behind the curve at the start of the month. So, actually, it would be better for uh-huh. me to wait until I've accumulated something, like... Like uh, uh, like my balance as the month goes on, and then spend that once I have it instead of sort of spending from the top. So um, anyway, yeah, and that's interesting. It's good to check. I still check. I, yeah. <laughs> I still get that. I've talked about this for like from from sort of student and early job dates. Whenever still, whenever I put a card in a cash point, I sort of like feel a sense of relief when I hear that. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that isn't it counting money. But um, but anyway, mate, I'm what like. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody told me it's like, it's just kind of like fakery. I don't know. It's oh, pr- wow. probably some mit- I've not Googled it. I didn't check. I don't know. Anyway, going back to Mr. Timpson, I, yes. I go out of my way to go and get a key card to Timpson. Yeah. It's like, it's like, but you know what? A, it sounds just enormously human. I think. Yeah. You know? Is he so rich? He can he balance. afford was to that, do like probably can? Was that the end? Yeah. So he just looks. He wants the balance, but he also wants the customer feedback thing. What was it like? The, the oh. there was this one other metric, right? There was oh, like the the only one of, that um, the, some feedback thing. Um, but I mean, oh, I am yeah, going to say, yeah, yeah, I am going to say though, like, I think it's pretty. Like the idea that you're going to hire someone out of prison is news i i've isn't the point of prison that you're rehabilitated and you've paid yeah. for your crime so the fact that anyone should even have to like ex like um did 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 what's the word i want divulge <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, cri- yeah a criminal history i find pretty disgusting and the fact that you can be excluded from jobs for something that you've paid for yeah is i think that's that's a real like, i think it's a and it's just accepted that that's okay so if someone makes a mistake they're just tarred with that for the rest of their life and then also talking about the you know the pro that's the thing the the protests about there's this um new uk 
um, the, the the Tories are trying to get through this thing where they can basically they give the power the police powers to arrest you for being loud and annoying annoying <laughs> noisy and annoying like that's now a criteria for like as a it's, they're trying protesting. to criminalize that as part of protesting which is like the thin end of a well it's like the end of the well wedge whereby okay now we can't protest things and it's all over for democracy kind of thing but um but what that's doing one of the biggest problems of that is that it um it could end up you know a lot of people are doctors and people that if they have some a criminal record they lose their job immediately yeah because you know and and so it sort of it just keeps loads of people at home that would otherwise be protesting so yeah, this whole that's it's a bit of a tangent, but this whole I, I, it seems to me like isn't the idea that you've paid for your crimes, or is it that we know that prison is a place that only helps people get better at crime? I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, well, there's always off. that. Yeah, so there's always the argument of appropriateness and what it tells says about you as a personality and and like what kind of a crime with it if you you know everyone always jumps to a paedophile working in a school like you know you know there are when, yeah. there are these but there's certain things uh, so yes yeah, so I think that that is a uh, that is a whole topic which we've yeah, talked about but the, but the idea of redemption I think is is lost and it goes against to me it goes against cancel culture completely it's like you know like if people have done like there's no opportunity for redemption in yeah. there but that's a but i think separate... i think what oh yeah i mean it's definitely a yeah. subject but <laughs> yeah. i kind of keep wanting to throw my things in which is what like um like the way the the sort of right-wing media portrays cancel culture is kind of different to the way it actually works in practice and there's there is forgiveness and there is you know it's not this like hardline thing all the time there are conversations but um but also um, just the, the fact that like criminality is is sort of a racist construct, like people are disproportionately racistly prosecuted for crimes, you know, like so that it just yeah. like biases things in one way because we just criminalize race and criminalize po- poverty in a way that sort of just keeps people down. But um, that's why Hello World is a good it's definitely a good read. Um, but Bezos yes, so letter. Back to Bezos letter. Bezos, Bezos is sitting there. You know, talking about or sitting on his mountain of wealth, his greedy, <laughs> greedy pile of cash, uh, doing, going, well, we pay people, we give people more than those other people. Yeah, you're comparing also yourself. mistreating people. <laughs> it's like, why don't you compare yourself to something? Why don't you invent a new thing? Jeff Bezos, you know, with all your cleverness, you're clearly very clever. You've built up a brilliant business. Can Put it to some good. Well, no, but that's what he says he's doing with his Earth stuff. But really, it's pay your taxes, right? Like, and and actually, instead of comparing what you're doing to what other people, what other much, 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 much less successful companies are doing, or companies with much, 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 much less of a bank balance than you, um, instead of comparing yourself to them, how about you actually try and visualize a world as it could be? And how you could sort of move towards that instead of seeing what the bare... At the end of the day, it's like, what's the bare minimum you can get away with and just keep the rest? That's still very much the mentality. And it's just that it's the efficiency mindset as well. It's like, how much can I keep and how? what's the minimum amount I have to give other people to get to squeeze value out of them? It's pretty disgusting. Mm, so, yes, there we go. We've, we've come out predictably enough... <laughs> No, well, I mean, we should side. we should address his like you know the universe wants you to be normal, um, oh, yeah. and we want to not be normal. Well, there's different differentiation. Differentiation is survival, and the universe wants you to be typical. Yeah, we know this, but you're not. You're choosing which way to differentiate, and there's many different ways you could be not normal. Yeah, <laughs> that would yeah, be yeah, a yeah. whole lot be, more valuable be more to the people like that you Mr. Timpson. Yeah, try and you think know. a bit more about like the you know have a bit of imagination when it comes to what the human experience could be beyond barely scraping by and treated like robots how about that yeah i had this conversation with my daughter the other day she goes, i said well you know your friend gave you that thing we really should choose something to give her mommy i don't i'd much prefer getting presents <laughs> <laughs> yes that is that is a you know but it's like but Imagine how happy you feel when you got that present. How about you do that for your friend? I think it's like the next day. She, do you know what I mean? It's like 
takes a bit of practice to realise that the giving is, is uh, gives you some... There's the dopamine or whatever it is. There's dopamine in the other one. Anyway, let's... Uh, that's On that note... <laughs> on that note... You'll feel good, Jeff. I feel fine, thanks. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to the moon. All right, fuck off then. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com and buy all of our loot and sign up for our <laughs> weekly loot box. And, <laughs> and um, this podcast is sponsored by various companies that take your credit card details and email you relentlessly every month. And also, why not build a website with this easy-to-use tool? Also, why not go to this mattress that you can get and they deliver it to you. And if you don't like it, you can return it after 30 days. None of that. If you like the podcast, just go to make sure you're subscribed. You can support us on Patreon. And you get I'm gonna send you a freaking mug. It's a nice mug. I love my mug. I need a new mug. No, you broke yours. No, I didn't bring one. You didn't bring I didn't think it. I was gonna be here for sixty-five years. <laughs> so I was going for a couple yeah. of months. I'm personally gonna send you a mug if for whatever Patreon contribution you give. I I'll sign it if that's even a thing. I don't can care. I just say, if you're sending it out of the UK, oh, write oh. unsolicited gift on it, please. Unsolicited <laughs> gift, okay. Um, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Okay. People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. You can find me at Michael Forrest on everything. SoundCloud. How about that? Find me on SoundCloud at Michael <laughs> Forrest. Um, and find me in my garden. <laughs> in her garden. Find me in my office, slaving away under an unreasonable boss who I call Mr. Peanut. Um, that's my alter ego. Um, so scary. <laughs> cracks the whip. Um, all right. And so, yeah. So, is there anything else to worry about? I don't think mm. so. Happy, well, be um, happy. Do yeah, something nice. We'll see you next time. Get vaccinated. Oh, uh, I've had oh, mine. Yeah. Well done. And it's I'm still waiting. Good. Some people are still waiting. But yeah, we'll um, see you next time. So bye, 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 bye. bye. Well, I'm sorry about the under <laughs>